Hi, hi. Welcome hi. back to another episode of Heart to Heart with Coach Bashirat. I'm so excited to be back with fresh episodes. And today I'm bringing on a very amazing and resilient woman. And we're just going to talk about so many things. We're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about loss. We're going to talk about grief. We're going to talk about single parenting and everything in between so you need to sit back and enjoy um today the person that i have you know um recording with me is dorothy hersey dorothy hersey is a lawyer um she is a life coach she's a grief recovery counselor and also an author as well as mother of amazing two children Hi, Dorothy. How are you? Hi. Good morning. <laughs> How are you today? I'm fine. I'm good. Awesome. How are you? Is that... I'm okay. I'm doing well. Is there something else about you that you'd like us to know that I have not mentioned? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you've mentioned almost everything. Um, I'm also the... Um, I like calling myself the chief creator, but the CEO of 3D Salads and more. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> we create detox drinks um, according to your individual tastes and wants, basically. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, um, so you know um me and you have so much similar experiences we've lost our spouses um we have two children um although yeah you ha i have same sex children all boys and you have a boy and a girl uh but we practically seems like we are wearing similar shoes you mm -hmm. know um so um tell us about it what is what is loss for you? Like, what did loss feel for you? And how how did you navigate losing your spouse? Um, okay, so before my um, husband died, I had experienced some loss, loss of an uncle, loss of not, but not anyone close or that close. So my husband's death was the closest I had ever been hit by loss. And to say the least, it was destabilizing. It was, it was like the floor was swept off and I was just floating. So like I didn't have balance anymore. <laughs> I'm trying to see how to like explain <laughs> it, but this like the best way I can explain it, you know. So I was just I did I I didn't have grounding. I wasn't grounded, so to say, anymore. And it was tough trying to navigate because what loss does to you is you're trying to go back to the person you were before this happened to you. But then the truth is that life that you knew is gone. You can never go back to being the you that you were before loss happened. That's right. Because 
Yes. So, you know, I tried holding on to things that I felt were what were grounding me before my husband died. But I found out that all those things I was reaching out for, he was a part of it. His, his, his being alive was attached to those things. So trying to hold on to those things without him being there was just not feasible anymore. So what loss did to me was it changed everything about me. It changed some of my perceptions. It changed, it changed my understanding about grief and loss. It changed my... Um, lot of things it changed my mindset it also i just i lost i didn't just lose my husband i lost some friends i lost some of his own friends where he was the only connector i lost hmm. some just so many things so even the way people treat you will change when there's a major loss in your life how people see you how people perceive you how people speak to you you know some of these things are just inevitable. They will change. So yes, that's what loss did to me. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, for me, I think, how do I explain what loss did to me? I think I won't go to the earliest of loss, which was, you know, maybe the loss of my mom. But maybe yeah. I should just talk about the loss of my first husband because um, and my father, because they were so close, and it was just yeah. in rapid succession. It was more like I was watching a film trick, you know, all those Indian films now. It yes. like I was watching the world, and ah, uh, uh, it was just bass, bass, bah, bah, ah. <laughs> so for me, it was like, you know, it's like when everything is starting to go well, everything, you know, finally. My husband and I were finding our foot in Abuja, you know, everything was going well and everything. We were now so settled that it was time to start focusing on, you know, those aspirations and big dreams that we had and everything. And so it was like, you know, when you balance, there's this Iboko mm. tree and you just relax, mm, you know. True. <laughs> and one, one, <laughs> Uh, saw something one caterpillar or something just comes and cuts off the roko tree and you just find yourself bag out on the ground like okay that was I think for me that was what it did to me so for the months that will follow I was looking for myself in all of it and I was lost in it basically oh. I think I was lost in it and I remember after I lost my father like three months exactly three months after I lost my spouse I was the one telling people that is that everybody will die, you know. After I cry, 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 and I be like, shouldn't you be used to all of these things? Oh more, it was a lie. Few months down mm -hmm. the line, I found myself a complete bag of mess. I couldn't move on. I couldn't do anything productive for myself. Not even to have my bath, nor take care of my children, nor mm -hmm. even continue with my master's degree that I was you know doing at that time and I started to have issues with my supervisor it was a whole bunch so for me I think what lost it for me was I I was lost basically yeah. like lost lost me <laughs> and <laughs> but 
in navigating and trying to in it again you know allowing myself to go through it and i found my way but i didn't find my way like you said you can't be the same yeah. person i didn't find my way back to my old person mm -hmm. there was like yeah. a rebirth yes mm -hmm. it was more like birthing a new baby that was what happened a new baby that was resilient whose outlook on life of life is now different you know the way that i now realize that there was no need for me to sleep with grudges you know on my mind because yeah. anything can happen by the following morning and so it changed my outlook on life a whole lot of time it helped me to also see the things that remained in my life you know my children you know, family members, important family members, the things I had. And um, I think for me, that that's, that's, that's what loss, you know, did for me. So, but, you know, I was going to ask, what are the three things you feel everyone, anyone should know or people generally should know about loss and grief? What are those three important things that everyone, whether they're bereaved or not, should or know not. about grief? Mm. Okay, um, so for me, the three things I have so many, but <laughs> let me just yeah, mention, many. Yes, <laughs> let me just mention three. So the first thing is that each loss is personal, each loss is unique. So you mentioned losing a spouse and then losing your dad. I am very sure the, the feeling was not the same. That's because right. your dad played a different role and your spouse played a different role. So mm. what, and that's why people were telling you that you should be used to it. There is no getting used to it. So that's losing right. a child and losing a parent is different. Losing a best friend and losing a spouse is, is different. So, but mm. what most people do is they lump it all together as all dying and dying. It is mm. lost. Now you've gone through it before. You should be used to it. But no. And I also tell people that based on the circumstances, based on the, your relationship as at the time of their death, also affects how you grieve. Because just, um, okay, sudden death, and then maybe someone that had a prolonged illness. You know, those two, somehow... The circumstance surrounding it, like you just wake up and the next thing you hear is that the person that was beside you the last minute died, which is like mm. the similar um, instance of yours and mine. You know, mm. it was just sudden. It was unexpected. But mm. when, I'm not saying that the pain will be less, but the processing, the way you process it will differ. Because when someone has maybe been terminally ill, You've, you've, you've cared for the person, you know, the person has been in and out of hospital. Somehow a part of you has come to that acceptance that oh, we're just waiting on God's miracle now. Mm. It might happen, it might not happen. You get, so mm. the way you will grieve will be different. And then also the state of your relationship with that person. Imagine you're keeping malice with someone someone very close to you, you're very angry, you know, you're not talking to the person and then the next thing you hear is that the person is no more. You will have added to your grief the, the feelings of regret, the feelings of guilt, you know, some form of anxiety. Mm. 
versus when you know you were just all in a good state with that person. And you know, like for me, that was one of the things that really helped. Because I I all what my husband asked for that day, I did it. Mm-hmm. Even though some years I did grudgingly because I felt I had other things to do, but I did it. So I didn't have that regret of I would have, I should have hmm. done these things. Hmm. So that is why when they say live your life like it's the last day, you know, people just feel it's just a cliche, it's just something people say. So that's number one. Number two is that I have also come to learn that varying emotions can coexist. So I love saying grief and joy can o- coexist. So since That's after, right. yeah, since after my husband died, you know, most times what happens is that for people that are not going through that, when they see you laughing, smiling, maybe having fun with your kids, taking pictures, maybe even attending parties with friends or dancing, just she has gotten over it. And for me, it's just a very myopic mindset. Because, and that's why we do this grief and loss education, so that people will know that I can still be grieving and still find joy in the things of life. My children give me joy. So not because their father has, is no more, and then they do something that is worthy of being celebrated. But I don't celebrate it because, ah, my father has died, we cannot be happy. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no. So not because my friend or my sibling is maybe getting married. And then I either go there and I'm having a long, moody face, or I just tell them, please, my husband died. I cannot attend anybody's wedding again. No. (laughs) I could actually attend that wedding, and in the course of celebrating with them, maybe a song comes up, or they're exchanging their vows. Then I remember my spouse that died, and then tears fall. While I just, I was in short, literally just dancing. You get? So Hmm. it's like, I could finish that crying and then somebody says something funny and I'll bust out laughing before I even clean the tears. So that is how these emotions coexist. It's not one or the other. It can coexist together. So I think I would want people to understand that whether you're going through loss or grieving now or you're not, but you you will have someone around you that will be going through that. So what I usually tell people is just extend grace. Extend grace. Hmm. Because you really don't know what that person is battling with. And then the third thing I want to say is that leave. Leave. Be alive. What I told people, you know, I was very close with my husband. I knew my husband in total for 19 years. I knew him 10 years before we got married for 9 years. So my husband was like, everybody knew us together. Mm. You know, I was, I was called Matanyaks. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that was my identity. So most people, when they he- heard that he died, everybody just said, ah, authority will die. So a lot mm. of people were scared of coming to see me. Like, we just, and the only thing I kept telling them was, I did not die. That means there is more that God has in store for me. God kept me for a reason. Even in the midst of that pain, like some few weeks after he died, I was telling people, I said, if you had told me this story 
before now, I'll tell you that ah, you just come and carry my dead body beside his own. Mm-hmm. Why did I did not die? So for me, it's like a disservice to my creator if I don't live my life fully, the life that he has spared me to live for my I remaining gifted, gifted us like. That is yeah. giving us that chance to what be alive. <laughs> yes. He could have taken both of us. He could have. But he said, no, you. I see I work for you. You have not finished. So what am I doing with that gift daily? So, you know, for most people that have lost close ones, it's like, ah, this person has died, like we said. So mostly it is that loss of identity that makes people just just resign to living like I don't have anything more. Mm. I, mm. I, I, I have gone. But it's just a loss mm. of identity. You did not lose your life. You could still make something meaningful and impactful mm. with the life that you still have. So those are the three things out of the plenty. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. And you know, I was going to just transition from there because talking about identity, it's very, it's very big. Especially mm. for women, because you suddenly stop being known as a missus and then you just yes. become a miss. And it's like, okay, but it's like back to who you used to be before you were married, but with added responsibilities like mm-hmm. you don't have children to cater for, you've got bills to pay all by yourself. It's crazy. So, yeah. what, 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 um, what's What's the thing that, what's the message you have for single moms? But before you you go on to, to say that, I, I wanted to add that I think also it's important that everybody knows that, you know, um, death is a constant. But mm, because death mm. is a constant and that will die does not mean that, um, again, that people die does not mean that they totally exist to exist. They just do not exist mm. in the physical realm anymore. Mm. And I think that when we know that their souls are somewhere, they're they're with God, their souls are with God. But yes, you cannot touch them, you can't talk to them. And that's that's what sucks, right? That you cannot have that interaction. You used to eat together, you used to play together, you used to go out together, you used to lay in bed together, you used to whatever that you used to do together, then you don't get to do it. And there's that vacuum that just stares at you every day. But the thing about loss is that the truth is such losses are irreplaceable. Like mm. you can't go to the market and buy further. And yeah. even if you choose to marry again, like I have, it's still not the same thing. Like it's not the same person, basically. So, okay. so knowing that it's not, you know, the same person anymore, knowing that loss is a constant for us in life, Preparing, like you said, living like it's your last day. You know, the prophet said, said that live, live, live this life the way you want to live it. So mm. live every day the way you want to live it. Like live in such a way that when when death comes upon you, you're caught in in a good act. Basically, you're caught. Mm. It mm. feels like you're ready, even though you didn't see the death coming. But because coming. of that consciousness that I am mortal and death can come upon me at any point in time, then we can sit up and begin to live, you know, life the way that I should be lived. Thank you so much, Dorothy. So now, going back to 
loss of identity. What and we don't have so much time anymore. Mm. <laughs> what did it feel like? Yeah. Did, did you get like an identity shock or more? Like basically yes. the way <laughs> and even the way people now start to look at you. I don't know. Oh. Did you get like an identity shock? That's number one. Number two, how did you navigate the first, you know, one, two years, bills, you know? And what have you done? What what's how how have you coped? What are, what are, how have you been able to empower yourself to the point that you're able to carry it because it's a heavy weight? Yep, it is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so identity shock, definitely. Like I said, you know, I was known as Matenyas or Momidis or that. And then you wake up one day and then you're, you know, the first time I had to feel form in the office and I got to marital status hmm. and I froze and I just broke down like wow I'm actually going to write widowed on this form so for me it was like mm-hmm. is this who I am now referred to as a widow you know I, it would have been better like mother, mother of two you know <laughs> but mm-hmm. widow, widow, widowed just has one very mm-mm. No, I, I have never liked that word or, you know, when people just latch onto that. So, yes, that identity. So, for me, I don't think it was an identity loss. It was an identity change. It's just that the transitioning is tough. And if you don't find yourself, you now just wonder, so who am I? Because I told most people that most of us moved from our father's houses to our husband's houses. So it was from being Soso's daughter to Soso's wife to Soso's mom. Mm. So a lot of us never had the opportunity to sit down and be like, so who am I apart from these people? If you take away all this other hmm. nomenclature and acronyms. So who am I without it being that I'm someone's mother, someone's sister, someone's wife, someone's daughter? Someone's, mm. you know, when employee. We, when we, when we, when we take off the labels. All the know. labels. At the core, who am I? So that was a journey of discovery for me. And I, it was, well, an accidental <laughs> discovery, but I am glad <laughs> that I found myself on this path that I am. And I just became like a student of, because of what I experienced. I was like, there are a lot of people that go are going through this and don't understand it and don't have who to talk to. And that was when I just, you know, it just led me to the journey of being a coach, a counselor, a support system, you know, a trainer, a facilitator. Like, I just want to pour out all these things that I had to learn by experience and hope that it will help someone out there so yes that was what led to this journey of being all these other things you know of setting up my business my salad and detox drink you know healthy foods business basically it was it also became a source of empowerment for me because Mm -hmm. now the other contributor to the family is no more so it's Mm -hmm. only one salary that is coming in and one salary 
could not and cannot cater for <laughs> our fields and our needs. So I asked myself, so what else can I do? So that mm. also brings me back to, you know, sometimes it's when we're pushed to a corner or pushed to the wall that we actually find out our hidden talents. I was telling mm. a colleague of mine yesterday that most of my friends that are located abroad and have girls have learned how to braid hair. They never mm. knew they could braid hair, but they learned how to braid hair <laughs> because by the time one more, they'll tell you our hair is 50 pounds, 70 pounds. And you know us Nigerians, we like conversion. So by the time yes. you come back to Zera, you'll say, what is that? Come and sit down. I can do this thing. <laughs> so for me, too, I think that was one of the things, you know, being pushed to the back into a corner. And I was like, what else can I do? So it's like, what is in my hand? What can I do with it? So I mm. set out on a journey of self-development. I invested so much in, in my personal development and to, to go to God's glory, you know, it's yielding, it's yielding fruits. We are not stopping. We're still developing ourselves. We are still trying to mm -hmm. see how we can impact better and greater. So that is what this journey. So single parents, you know, I, I usually tell people that for those of us that have lost our spouse, our own is not single parent, you know, our own is either sole parenting or lone parenting. Because the truth is, if for single parents, maybe they're just divorced or separated from their spouses. So the spouse is still in the picture. It's somewhere. Maybe it's somewhere. Just, there are circumstances that that spouse will show up. When mm. your child is hospitalized, you will show up. When your child is getting married, you show up. For those that are even responsible, they still pay fees, they still send upkeep, you know, they still mm. buy clothes for the children. Yes, you're with the children alone, so you're a single parent to that children, but you're not a sole parent. You're not an alone parent. So, but for us, hospital, now you, fees, Nayu. School fees, Nayu. Food is Nayu. Food, Nayu. Everything. It is just you. Emergencies. Emergencies. You know, there are emergencies that you now say, please, let me call your father. Let me call your mother. Me, I'm in a very serious meeting. I cannot leave and go to your school. But, Omo, this one, you will drop everything. You will go and meet your boss and tell your boss they call you. I need, my child, I need to go to my child's school and pick my child. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. So it's not even so much of I'm asking for permission whether you say yes or no. This one, now only me day. I am going. No best. I don't go. No best. <laughs> I don't go. Try, try and understand. <laughs> but I don't go. You know, so even major decisions, like now my 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 daughter is taking entrance exams, you know, and I, I it was for me another... <sighs> moments like if he was here would rob minds this school and this school what do you think let's go together let's go and see it so the day i took her for her last entrance exam i just sat in the car waiting for her to finish i wasn't talking to anybody mm -hmm. i was just playing music in my car and i knew that okay if my husband was alive we would have gone together mm -hmm. so the whole five or six hours that i spent there 
So I took a book, yeah, you know, I just found things to like fill in the time, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. never the same. Mm-hmm. I think when I don't you know. when you have good news, like this is the first person mm-hmm. you want to come and say it to. Like when I got my last promotion and it was something we had been waiting for. He was the mm. first person I would have called when I got my letter. Like, ah, finally we got it. But no. Mm. So maybe you reach out to a friend, a sibling, a parent. Mm. And mm. they might be like, yay, thank God. Ah, God will help. But somehow, it's not the same. It's not. Mm. <laughs> and in normal day, like, that's not the person you can run to. Exactly. I think our children's age are like quite close. Um, close yes. Almost the same age, I think. My first is yes, also ten. Yes. My first mm-hmm. is also ten. Uh so it seems like both of us are in the middle of the same thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Seriously, I mean I pray about this choice of where what next yeah. for this thing. what next true the school, the decision. Oh my god. But the only thing at the end of the day, you know, I just saw more courage and then I'm telling my new husband, I'll be like, okay, Oga, Pico, help me. What do you mm. think? Like, I've been thinking about this and I've been thinking about that. And I will, and you know, as we drove out yesterday, you know, it just, we were, it made it easier. The questions he was asking me about, so what's the goal, you know, the aim that will determine what, where, you know, at what yeah. time. Oh, mm. So that really did help. So I kind of understand where you're coming from because I'm on mm-hmm. this thing for months. I've been on it. You won't <laughs> yes. understand. And the boy keeps asking me, Mommy, this, Mommy, that, Mommy, somebody in my class went to take entrance at command. Somebody in my class. And I'm like, mm. Okay, okay. And then I'm like, Okay, so what next? Oh my God. So yeah. seriously, it's, it's one very funny situation to really find yourself in. I think also for me, one of the things that really did shake me during those green days was decision. It became so difficult mm, to make true. and take decisions. I was used to asking, it was my husband or my father. Both of them were like very important. But as the days went by, I checked, I looked into my life and I realized there were still more people, someone like my senior brother. So true, I started- Very true. Yes, yeah, so I started to talk to him more. I I drew myself closer to him, and thankfully, like he was very open to receiving me as well. So it was more like, you know, I I even if I'm leaving Abuja for whatever work, business, whatever, at I'm accountable to him. Like yeah. I made myself accountable to him. Yes, yes, know? very important. I made myself accountable to someone. I made myself accountable to that. Ah, bros, I'm going to this, 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 for this, this, this. I'll be there for this, this. I let them know my moves. I tell them important about important decisions I want to take so that they are in the picture. In case anything happens, they shan't. True. And again, if there are ways that they can support, they can. Sometimes they have other insights that can help. Again, most of the time, we just feel like, okay, this person is gone and there is no one. No, there are more people. Like yeah. again, I don't have a biological mother, but seriously, wherever I've been to, God has given me a mother. People that we wow. are unrelated. The woman that wow. baited two of my children, I don't know this woman from Ada. She just wow. took me as her responsibility. She took me and made me her first daughter. Come away. Wow. And now my children now see her as grandmother. Grandma, grandmother. yes. Jeez. And even her husband. Like basically, and I have people who could have filled that shoe better, like maybe aunts or something. 
but they are not being present in that position. I have someone like an aunt when they TV in this time, but she's not. But yeah. this is someone that I don't know from anywhere, and she just adopted me. Who Klein and Sinka? Wow. You know, so for me, I tell people, look out. There are people who are really, who God will send to be. They will father you. They will mother you. Mm. They, will, mm. they, Very will, true. they will be there for you. Look out for them. Seriously, when you find them, eh, just allow them to do the work that God has sent them to do in your life. Wow. That's very wow. I've always been like an advocate of support systems. So I always mm. tell people that most times when you say you don't have help, some people, it's because you block it. Like you said, you feel you. that that person that has died was the only one that could have played that role. No. Mm. There mm. are so many others. I can't count how many father figures my children have in their lives right now. Uh-huh. Like they are all over. They show up. They come for See? birthdays. They come for open days. They, you know, they're always asking for the boy, you know, some will say, okay, let me take him out for soccer practice. And so I cannot, I cannot even begin to count. And why? It's because I opened myself to receiving help. Help. You That's cannot it. be an island. You cannot be a one-man army and say, I can do it alone. Mm-hmm. One of the first things I learned is that you are their mother. You can never be their father. Mm. So much as you want to do, you know, so last Sunday was Father's Day and it was some mm. people, you know, happy happy Father's Day to the mothers that are playing the uh, role of fathers. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, you well, yes, now, but seriously, we deserve that. No, but, yes, you, but some people <laughs> take it to the extent that they block out any other father, mm. father role, you know, father, anybody that can fill in that gap. So, mm. yes, while he might not play husband role to you, the wife, he, they could fill in and play the father role and minimize that gap and that, mm. you know, loss for the children, where the children hardly ever feel like if my father was alive, if my yeah. father was alive, because they are playing all those roles already in the lives of your children. So, for me, it's just being open to receiving and accepting help. Some people just feel, ah, if I just let them know that I need them in my life, they will mm. see me as weak. They will see me as someone that, no. I keep telling people vulnerable. It's not a weakness. Is that society that paints you being vulnerable like, ah, you're a softy, you're a weakling. But vulnerability is a strength mm. because it takes a very strong person to be vulnerable. Because it's like you're giving them ammunition to hurt you, but you're saying, I'm taking this chance on you. So it takes a lot for you to allow yourself to be vulnerable with people. I'm telling you. You That's another thing that has helped me on this journey. It has helped me on this journey. (laughs) This conversation doesn't have to end. You know, you know, get and you will do part two, I think. Yes. I remember there was time I was in a very serious financial mess, and although I had school fee balances, and it was about time for exam for my kids, and hey, God, I cried tight. Wait, and then 
my man kept telling me, talk to so, 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 and so. Talk to so, 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 and so. Tell so, 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 and so. But I was like, ah, talk to you. will be like, ah, you don't go too much. Um, the morning I decided to ask, I got it in two, was it for two, three minutes? Imagine. I'm telling you, like, the, she didn't flinch. Yeah. She'd be like, what's the balance? Mm-hmm. I, she just wired the balance. And since that time, I say, no, there is no way I will keep short anymore. Like Exactly. Me. Some people will say that they will laugh at me. If they laugh at uh, you, so what? They are, not the, they are not your helpers. They are not the ones that God sent to you. So it's okay. It's okay. They laugh at you, so what? Move on. Go to the next move person. Move on. I'm telling you, move on. Go to the next person. Oh my God, season. Let's, you know what? Thank you so much for coming on this one. It's been amazing so far. Ladies and gentlemen, would appreciate if you leave us a review of what you're taking away from this session with Dorothy. Um, I hope that you're taking something beneficial away that you'll be able to implement yeah. in your life and perhaps also educate the people in your life. Thank you so much, Dorothy, for you Thank know you taking for having time me. early morning to have this <laughs> chit chat. Hopefully, we get to do another episode because there is just a lot to talk about, to like talk so about. Yes. much. I, I, I look forward to it. I again, you know, Dorothy, just like me, has written about her experience with loss and grief. Um, the book is titled We Say Their Name. Um, so perhaps you want the copy, you know, you can ask me. Um, and I think it's something that you you might want to read. So, because when you see us talking about these things, if it's so easy for us to talk about it, we're not crying, we're not <laughs> we're not trying to hold back tears, it's because we have done the work, like we've we've allowed ourselves to go through it to go through the experience we did not numb the experience we did not suppress it we allowed ourselves we opened up to healing we opened up to looking for help where we have been vulnerable so many times we have worked on ourselves we have we have paid the price of you know trying to go through this journey and coming out as a more stronger person not because the pain of the loss we never show up at our door anymore but because we know that we must keep moving forward with life. So thank you so much for being here and listening to this episode. I hope to be back with another amazing episode. As you know, I'm Coach Rishi, and bye for now. Bye, Dorothy. Bye. Bye. Have a beautiful day.